All right, thanks, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a uh, part of the program. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, believe it or not, they didn't even wait the extra, what is it, eight hours uh, for the release or the lifting of Title 42. Uh, we now have a report, Fox News, just breaking that the Border Patrol chief has now authorized the release of all the illegal immigrants that have been pouring into this country uh, without court dates as Title 42. It hasn't even ended yet. Why why bother waiting? Joe's not going to enforce the law. He's not going to uphold his oath to the Constitution and the rule of law in this country. Anyway, the head of the Border Patrol sent out a memo authorizing the release of all these illegal immigrants. And you saw the video. I mean, hundreds of thousands of them into the U.S. without any court dates if agents face overcrowding as the Biden administration now scrambles to to deal with this this surge. Uh, We're going to have a full report on all of that. Uh, James Comer, who gave his very important presser yesterday as it relates to the Biden family syndicate and then the monies coming from where, from whom and why and and why is it that the government is not acting? You know, for example, we now know that 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 Hunter Biden, nobody registered under the, the Farrell laws that they went after Paul Manafort on. Uh, we don't know. We believe on the issue of taxes that there are pending felony tax charges for Hunter Biden. What about the rest of the family? As many as 10 family members now getting monies from these foreign business dealings that went on. Uh, they only detailed some of China and some of Romania yesterday, but You know, there are dozens of uh, at least a a dozen other countries, including Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, and and so many more. Uh, We'll ask Congressman Comer about all of this, you know, but we've got to get the questions answered here. You know, did Hunter, uh, did the Bidens pay taxes on this money? Did they register as required by law under the Farrell laws? Uh, I tend to think probably not. What we know about Hunter, the answer is no, according to James Comer. Uh, how much money did they do in business with all of these foreign entities? How much of it was profit for the Biden family? Uh, in other words, did they do X number of dollars in business? Remember, that we talked to Eric Eggers and, and Peter Schweitzer the other day, that $1.5 billion private equity deal with the Bank of China. OK, well, Hunter got a stake in that. How much is that stake worth? Or did he transfer that stake to the guy that bailed him out on his tax bill of $2.8 million dollars? Obviously not connected to the tax charges that we believe are pending and a, an indictment that is pending. Uh, we already know the whole Burisma issue. I mean, that, that, that's been a slam dunk from day one. Nobody in the media mob. And how convenient yesterday that they indict George Santos, a relatively unknown uh, freshman congressman, and that the media ignored Comer and they made Santos their lead story of the day. I mean, you can't make this up. You know, how does Joe Biden say you're not getting a billion dollars? He's in head. He's the head of policy for Ukraine at the time. Goes to Ukraine, says, I'm leaving in six hours. Either you fire a prosecutor or you're not getting a billion dollars. And now we know the prosecutor was investigating the oil giant Burisma, uh, where Hunter was being paid a massive amounts of money and admitted on GMA that he had no experience with Ukraine or energy or oil or gas or coal. Well, then what were you doing for this money? You know, what did you do? To, what did they do? What did this family do to earn this money? 
What did the grandkids of Joe Biden, what did these children do to earn this money? Why did they have all of these LLCs that they set up that seemingly don't do any other business except, you know, you place money that's being paid to the Biden family in one account, then you move it to another account, then to another account, then into one of the Biden family members' accounts. Okay, well, that doesn't seem like a legitimate business. That would be, to me, the very definition of a shell company. What did the Biden family do to earn all this money? You know, what did the, what did the countries that were paying this money expect in exchange for this, this monumental amount of money? Uh, why did they go to such great pains to hide the money if it was all legitimate? You know, what did Joe Biden himself know and when did he know it? Because we know Joe lied repeatedly during the campaign when he said he never once talked to Hunter Biden or anybody in the Biden family about their foreign business dealings. We know that is false. We have 14 specific meetings that we know that he participated in with Hunter and Hunter's foreign business partners. You can see from Hunter's laptop that they chronicle the meetings. You can hear in Hunter's laptop that Joe himself benefited financially. So that gets to the question of what did Joe know? When did he know it? And did Joe personally benefit financially? According to Hunter, in his own words, he had to give half of his income to Pops. And he had to pay for Pops' home repairs. And he was the, quote, big guy, as, as has been testified to. Joe also lied when he said his family received no money from China. Well, I think that was debunked by James Comer also. Anyway, uh, Comer's going to join us at the top of the next hour. We'll get to the bottom of all of this and hopefully get a lot of these uh, questions answered. Um, I, I just got to laugh. You know, it, it, it is an unmitigated meltdown. There's nothing but chaos all over fake news CNN uh, and, and and frankly, the rest of the media, too, over Donald Trump's appearance at a town hall last night uh, with uh, and by the way, did not rate particularly well. Uh, the ratings came. I mean, for for CNN, these are great ratings because usually they get like a zero point five or five or six hundred thousand people in the nine o'clock hour, for example, against me and the pre- I guess Anderson does a little bit better, maybe six or seven hundred thousand uh, viewers. I mean, that's 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 all their viewers. That's their total number of viewers. Uh, but anyway, the uh, they got three point one. Now, I still hold the record for a Trump town hall. We got five point one million viewers to a Trump town hall that I did. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The media just had a meltdown. First, let's go to some of the highlights. Uh, Trump being Trump. Played, uh, what did they expect, by the way? You know, and then everyone's complaining. Well, why is he talking about the past, talking about the past? That's all they kept asking him about. January 6th. Let's talk about that yet ad nauseum again. Uh, let's talk about, you know, anything but the current, you know, the state of the country now under Joe Biden and what what the president that or former president would do if he got back in office. Why would we ever dare ask those important questions? One thing I would say is elections are about the future. It's not about going backwards again and again and again. How many more times do people want to litigate January 6th? Because when they litigate it, they're wrong. Because we have, you know, four people on tape that say, including Chris Miller, which came up in the debate last night on this program, saying that, in fact, Donald Trump authorized the National Guard troops. Four people of the five in the room. The fifth person was General Milley, and that was in the Inspector General report, all corroborating that. Then we had the former police chief. 
that came on this program, wrote a book about it. What was his name? Captain Sun, I believe. And he told us the same thing. He was requesting uh, the troops uh, be called up, National Guard troops be called up. Uh, the security issues are in the hands of the Speaker of the House. That would be Nancy Pelosi. They never subpoenaed her emails uh, during the January 6th hearings. They never subpoenaed the Capitol Police Chief's emails or, or phone logs or text messages. Uh, Muriel Bowser in writing wrote that she would not accept guard troops if they were called up. Um, all of this, you know, goes un, unlitigated, but they want to go down this road again and again. Anyway, here's some of Trump's highlights from this. They're living in Central Park in New York City. The city is being swamped. Los Angeles is being swamped. Iowa is being swamped. Our whole country is being destroyed. Millions of people are coming into our country. And you know what the number is going to be, in my opinion, by the end of the year? Not the four million that you hear in the three million until... I think it's going to be 15 million people. And in these people, they have no idea where they come from. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. You once said that using the that using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You you said that when sure. you were in the That's Oval Office. I was president. To, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> Now, you got to stop there for a second, because the blunt honesty of that statement is because it happens all the time. If if the Democrats are in power, they have one position, for example, on voting on judges or the debt ceiling. Uh, and then if they're out of power, then they have a very different position. It's common. He's just the only person that'll admit what is just true, um, which is very interesting to me. Um, look, uh, I don't know Caitlin Collins. I don't I understand that. The, she she was doing this audience, this show for an audience of one group of people, and that is the blue check media mob cult uh, that would be scrutinizing her every move. So she viewed it as her role to, quote, be a journalist and fact check Donald Trump and fight with Donald Trump. Um, when you're in to me, the good town hall is if you're going to moderate it. You can have some questions in the beginning. I've asked Trump all these questions about January 6th. I have asked him every single solitary question about all the investigations that he's had to go through. I've asked all of them. But if I'm going to do a town hall with him, I'm going to let the people ask questions and let him answer and then let the people decide. That would have been a much better show, probably would have had more viewership uh, had they, they done it that way. Now, CNN internally... Oh, my. They're in a I'm told by sources they are in a complete meltdown. There's like a circular firing squad going on in there. And, you know, Oliver Darcy, the uh, Humpty Dumpty wannabe uh, and CEO Chris Licht, you know, they're facing fury and criticism within the company and, and they're now having to defend it. And they spent the hours after Trump was off the air trashing Trump. Well, what did Donald Trump expect if you go on fake news CNN? Because every one of those anchors on every one of those shows hates his guts. Anyway, here's him sparring with uh, the moderator over the classified document issue. Your acting defense secretary, Chris Miller, at the time, he says you never gave a formal order to, to deploy the National Guard. But when it Excuse came me, to that day, just the opposite. He Chris Miller wrote a book and he's a fantastic guy and he was ready to go. They turned him down. If you look, the mayor of Washington, D.C., lovely lady, 
She said, we don't want it. We don't like the look. Nancy Pelosi said, oh, we don't like the look. If they would have had just, I offered them 10,000 soldiers. I said, it could be 10, it could be more, but I offered them specifically 10,000 soldiers. If they would have taken 500 soldiers, you wouldn't have had the problem. They turned it down. And if you look at the inspector general report, he says they turned it down. They made a terrible mistake. All right, we actually have Chris Miller on this show saying that Donald Trump did authorize the troops. Listen. I had a meeting with President Trump on the 3rd of January concerning some international threats. And at the very end, he asked if there were any requests for National Guard support. What was the president's response to you with regard to the request made by Mayor Bowser? Fill it and do whatever was necessary to protect the uh, demonstrators. Now, he said the same thing to me, along with Mark Meadows said the same thing. President Trump said the same thing. Cash Patel said the same thing. They were all in the room that day. General Milley is quoted in the Inspector General report, the fifth person in the room saying the same thing. I have the four of them. And, you know, so, I mean, are they all four lying? Uh, Well, according to fake news, CNN, they are. Um, But we have it all on tape. I'll play it for you when we get back. Did you authorize calling up the guard? And then it became uh, the chain of command went to Nancy Pelosi and to the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser. Did you, as required by law, authorize that? One hundred percent and attested to by many people. And they turned it down. Nancy Pelosi turned it down. Mayor Bowser's written refusal, the communications between the leader of the Capitol Police and their chain of command to the DOD refusing our request to allow National Guard's men and women to stage on January 4 and 5 before January 6. Did you both ask for the National Guard to be called up? Uh, without a doubt, Sean. Uh, we've made that very clear, not just once, but on numerous occasions. We wanted to make sure that there was plenty of uh, National Guard on the ready uh, in case there was some kind of violence. I had a meeting with President Trump on the 3rd of January concerning some international That's threats. the one we just and played. That's very- Chris Miller, who they were the CNN anchor was saying uh, didn't ask, uh, didn't did not re- request that. Well, that he told us differently and told other people differently. All right. Reminder, you've helped make my pillow the incredible company it is today. And Mike Lindell knows and continues. He wants to give back to all the listeners with the best deals possible. Uh, you've heard me recently talking about my slippers, Giza Dream Sheets, the MyPillow 2.0. I want to remind you about Mike uh, Lindell's latest offer. It's on a six-piece towel set. It's made with USA cotton, uh, extremely absorbent, yet providing that soft feel that you look for in a towel. Uh, each set comes with two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for $99.98. And for a limited time, you can get this set on clearance for 25 bucks by going to the Sean Hannity Square at MyPillow.com. They're machine washable, very durable. They come in multiple styles and sizes, uh, but this $25 towel set deal is not going to last long. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square, or call 800-919-6090 and just mention my name, Hannity. 